Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. It's a new day. It's a new week. How exciting. Lots of great things to come. At least I hope this is Drop the Subject. I'm Allie Johnson, and Jarrett Hill is gone again. <laughs> Actually, he is back from, from Florida. He did make it back safely. He did not get eaten by an alligator or uh, chased with a, by a guy in, uh, on meth with a machete. But he did lose his voice, apparently. So he says he sounds like a mafia don, which my response was, come on in. I'd love to right, hear that. Right, right. Uh, but he just obviously talking on the on the air for four hours would not make that any better. So we have to let him get some rest. And of course, he has left me in good hands. Char Giselle is back with me. And you almost didn't make it on time. I was almost doing the show by myself. <laughs> what the hell happened? You I, had the Uber from hell. Yes. Well, the Lyft. I want to be clear because Lyft did. <laughs> credit my account and they didn't charge me for the ride but I had never in all of my lifting and ride sharing services had to wait 16 minutes for a ride you Mm -hmm. know we live in a metropolitan type area we're not you know we're not in in Dubuque oh we've gotten so spoiled with this stuff like if I go outside of a bar and I call an Uber and it's more than three minutes away I'm like what is this yes yes where are we Calcutta well well, I I called it 830 you know I have to be here I aim to be here before 10 for show prep. And, That's a good aim. Yes, thank you. And uh, yeah, he showed up at, at 9.50. I mean, at 8.50. Oh, I, I was like, wow, eight- that actually is a miracle lift. <laughs> I called at 8.30. He got there at 8.50 and was having GPS troubles. So we literally, well, allegedly GPS troubles because he didn't seem enthusiastic or in the mood to get me to my destination. Wait, when you say GPS, does that mean phone or does that mean he had like a Garmin old no, school GPS? it was with his phone and he was allegedly that every time he like it would say make a left and then it would tell him to make a right and then another right and get back on the initial street that he was on anyway you see this is where I get pissed off because people blame robots mm-hmm. and robots but he wasn't what I'm saying is he didn't seem enthusiastic to he, there was no giddy up yeah. and he was driving like so I got around the corner from my house before I asked the ride to stop and I canceled it see that's good that you had the you had you had the uh ability or you had the guts to do that because because I know it's going to be some BS I would be too polite and be like oh no uh, no. Oh, no, 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 it's fine. It's all good. And then I'd no. be complaining about it. But you decided, you know what? Screw this. I'm getting out of the car. Yeah. And then I called another ride and then she came nine minutes later. So I got in my <laughs> car at 9.09 and by the grace of God, she pulled and she was really just whipping it in these L.A. streets and but uh, dipping and dodging out of traffic. And I pulled up at 9.50. Ah, uh, see, but, that's good. But we were doing show prep. I was on my phone. You know, we were emailing and we were getting it done. I'm a professional. Oh, yeah. Well, tell me also about I want you to tell everybody about the name of the person that your driver was supposed to pick up. Chat. Chat. Yes, because I, I initially did a line, a, a Lyft line, uh-huh. which is like an Uber pool, because I had enough time to, and I was saving, you know, money. But we were supposed to pick up Chat by a college <laughs> campus, which I know is like a bro hybrid. That's just the broiest yeah. hybrid name that I've picture. ever heard. That's a mix of Chad and Chet. I saw his picture. He's blonde, <laughs> white. Yeah, he looks a little bit like uh, Zach from Saved by the Bell. He's like, I gotta get to work. Yeah, How? I, but I gotta save. I gotta save money and meet people, man. Yeah. That's my thing. I would have definitely had my earbuds in for that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling Jarrett, I said, because he texted me yesterday and he said, my voice is shot. I I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it tomorrow. I was like, you got to put yourself on vocal rest. And he was like, I always feel bad 
telling people, I always feel so uppity telling people that I'm on vocal rest. Yeah. And I was like, well, you got to just pretend like you're deaf. And he was like, I've definitely gotten in some Uber and Lyfts where I was wanted to use that option. Yes, where yes. you're in a Lyft pool or an Uber pool with somebody yeah. and you're like, I would rather not hear yes. at this point. Because some drivers are, you know, a little intense with the conversation. Oh, they yes. don't pick up on context clues. The drivers and the passengers. Yes. All right. Well, we ha- let's get started. We have a lot of show to get to. Uh, Epstein. Wow. Gone. Dead. Rest in hell, my friend. Uh, There's, uh, of course, the Monday Munch Report we have to get to. Coming to terms. All kinds of things to look forward to. And a really disgusting thing that happened to me involving me, my wife, and a hair tie and a toilet. So we'll get into that when we get back. Let's drop the subject. (laughs) Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Yep. Allie Johnson here with Char Giselle. Yes. Hey, Allie. Hanging with you. Yes. Thank you for joining me. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Drop the Subject. If this is your first time listening, hello. Welcome. It's a... Everyone has a voice here. If you want to call us anytime, 833-77-CALL-Q for general conversation. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think about anything. Um... Lots to get to on the show today. We have the Monday Munch Report, where we talk about something food-related from the weekend. That'll be exciting. Coming to terms, where we kind of break down Sesame Street style, all of the terms and the new ones and the old ones and the ones that haven't even happened yet. All of the terms underneath the LGBTQ plus IA asterisk umbrella. And... There were a lot of exciting things that happened for me this weekend. A lot of stuff that was developing on the pilot that I've created, Butch Pal for the Straight Gal, first all-female queer eye. A lot of exciting things on the pike there. There was also a lot of uh, there was a lot of exciting things. I'm just going to say that. A lot of stuff that I'm going to be announcing in the next couple of weeks. But the nice. thing I want to discuss <laughs> has to do with a hair tie incident. And there are a lot of in- gross things that I do intentionally. I know that they're gross. I've shared a, a toothbrush with my wife on occasion. Have you really? Yep. That was a whole storyline on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, last I have no problem doing that. Oh, no. Yeah. That, I mean, there are a lot of things that I do that are gross. Okay. Intentionally. I know that they're gross. Uh, I'm not a not a great eater. I've always been kind of a, a, a cow chewer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I definitely have used many different parts of my clothing as a napkin. But when I'm unintentionally gross, that is what disturbs me. And I want you to tell me on a scale of one to ten mm-hmm. how disgusting this is. I was getting ready to leave the house it was hot out, so I wanted to put my hair back. Okay. I realized, and I was I was running late, like I always am, because I'm horrible with time management. So I looked on my wrist. I always keep a hair tie on my wrist, and there was no hair tie there. So I'm going, oh, crap, I need a hair tie before I run out. I'm looking everywhere for one. We have... We have them everywhere, but suddenly I could not find one anywhere. I'm looking all over. I'm looking in in drawers and medicine cabinets and under pillows and in the couch and wherever. So then I'm I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do. And as I'm running out, I look in the bathroom trash can and I see a perfectly good hair tie sitting right on top of the trash can. Okay. I take it out and I put it on my wrist and I use it. Because I'm like, I don't know why this this must have fallen right, in the that's what trash I can too. So I take it out, I, I use it, I go whatever what I was whatever I was doing. The next day, I'm having dinner with my wife, 
and we I don't know how we got on the topic how we got back on the topic of having hair ties and where they were in the household because we both used them. She said, oh my God, yeah, I dropped a hair tie in the toilet the other day. Oh my God, Allie. Oh my God. And I picked it up and I put it in the trash. Oh my God. (laughs) And I said, oh, wait. So that was the one that was in the main bathroom yeah. in our bedroom and she was like yeah and I was I looked down at my wrist oh, and my I went God. so I have that that hair tie on my wrist right now and she started cracking up and she was like are you telling me you've been using a toilet hair tie all weekend as we're at the table eating as disgusting right it really is <laughs> so then what do you think my next question was uh, what was in the toilet to yes. make, to prompt you to toss it in the trash? Now, she claims that this was clean toilet dropping, that she dropped the hair tie when the toilet was clean. Okay. So it's not that big of a deal. So why toss it if the toilet was clean? So that's if kind of where I'm, that's why I ask you if this is gross, because literally on my wrist still remains the hair tie. Okay, because I so, was like, now I've been using it and it was a clean toilet. So oh, is not, it that bad? I mean, I'm assuming that you have a clean toilet. You know, some people let some things build up in that, that water ring. I appreciate that. If you have a filthy toilet, then it's nasty. <laughs> but if the, if you have a clean toilet, if you keep a relatively clean toilet and a relatively clean restroom, um, I don't see anything wrong with it if it just fell in, in some water. Now, it'd be <laughs> different if there was some business in the toilet. Right. And I don't care if it's number one or number two. If there well, this hair ties brown, so it's kind of tough to oh, tell. Oh, God, Allie. Oh, I'm my just God. saying. I mean, Thank you for thinking that I have a clean restroom. I appreciate that. <laughs> I uh, I mean, I also don't know. My wife might have been lying to me, but I have a toilet hair tie on. I think she'd tell you. I, I hope that she'd tell you. I really I mean, we say in sickness and in health, yeah, you know, so if I get some kind of weird disease for wearing a toilet some hair tie. flesh then... eating bacteria around your wrist <laughs> exactly. for keeping that around your wrist. I'll be in one of those uh, headlines. Woman dies from rare bacteria <laughs> contracted from toilet hair tie. Okay, we're going to talk about Jeffrey Epstein. We're also going to talk about this incident that happened in Palm Springs with a man and a knife who was yelling some anti-gay racist slurs. What the hell's going on in Palm Springs? So we'll get to all that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, yes. Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson and Char Giselle is keeping me company today. But it's amazing. We were able to book as a guest Mm. Jared Hill, who should be co-hosting today. Jared Hill, welcome to the show. Allie, 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 don't do it. (laughs) I'm calling in with a grievance and a bit of gratitude. Oh, okay. Uh, We'll take the grievance first. The grievance is because you started the last segment by saying we give everyone a voice and we never say that on the show. It felt like a jab. It felt like a jab. (laughs) Well, I I will admit, Jarrett, that talking to you on the phone, your voice actually sounds okay. So is this just an excuse? Yeah, I'm I'm home playing hooky in bed. Um, No, my I was at a conference all week last week, and so I spent like the whole week like trying to talk over a crowd of people and trying to talk over the DJ and talk over the band, like. And so it's it's been like really weak in and out. So I've been on vocal rest 
for a while trying to be able to come in and do a radio show tomorrow. Well, we will continue to give everyone but Jared a voice (laughs) until tomorrow. So anyone else who is in full volume can give us a call at 833-77-CALL-Q. What else did you have to say, Jared? Um, the great, the gratitude is that I was not there to have to go through this hair tie story that you just told because <laughs> I would have been gagging. Oh my goodness, Jared. It was so much. Shar <laughs> is being very nice. I have a toilet hair Char, tie I'm on. So, I, I'm, I, I, so you think I'm disgusting. Where do you think I fall on the scale? One to 10. I, the fact that, that it was, that there was nothing seemingly in the toilet raises it like maybe two points to a seven, but it was a. <laughs> It was it was really grossing me out okay. until you told us that. <laughs> yeah, but there's a bunch of articles all the time about how your toilet water is actually one of the cleanest things out there. You know, I mean, well, your, right. your kitchen the sink is toilet, way more disgusting. The, the empty toilet made it okay, but until you gave us that context... I was gagging a little bit. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I thought could, you I had a filthy. In my throat. Yeah. All right. So I'm disgusting, and that's that's what you're grat- That's what you're grateful for is that you didn't have to be in studio with me while I told you my disgusting so glad story. I didn't have to, like, so glad I didn't have to smile and not through the story. Thank, oh, here goes my thank you. Smile and not through the voice through the story. So okay, so your gratitude was a, a, a basically a, a, a sidebar insult. So thank you so much, Jarrett. Can't wait to have you back, and we'll we'll talk all about. Oh no, I think your voice is getting lost. Oh no, so sorry about that, Jarrett. We'll see you tomorrow. I hate you so much. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jared, for calling in. We have to get back down to business. Uh, to change the subject completely, Shar, I don't know if you heard about uh, somebody named Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. He's a guy who sucks. I've been following that case. Yep. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, I got the alert just like everybody else this weekend that he yeah. had died in his cell. And then, of course, everyone's going, well, wasn't he supposed to be on suicide watch because they did they did find him a few weeks earlier in fetal position with marks on his neck. And yes, then all of a sudden, that was July 23rd. Right. OK, yeah. so he was supposed to be on suicide watch. There's I've read different accounts of whether or not he was officially off of suicide watch or whether mm-hmm. he was still on it. And they were supposed to be checking on him a little bit more frequently. He hadn't been checked on in a few hours. And then, you know, he's found dead I heard in that his they cell. were supposed to be checking on him every 30 minutes. Well, I think that you're supposed to. Yeah. When you're under suicide watch. But I mean, I wouldn't be super surprised if the policy wasn't exactly being carried exactly. out, you know. But then what I found interesting was I found that his cellmate or who was uh, somebody who was being moved into his cell uh, could be another reason. So Jeffrey Epstein f- uh, feared his cellmate, who mm. was a muscle-bound ex-cop who was charged uh, with murder, and he was moved into his cell right before the guy's death. So this guy... Uh, I don't have a picture of him with me, but he looks terrifying. (laughs) So, like, here's what I think. I think there was a combination of things. I'm definitely not supporting the Clinton did it or was involved conspiracy theory. That's ridiculous. Which makes me, like, I read that headline this weekend and I was like, this... It's ridiculous. This man has lost The man his in the mind. White House offic- like hit the retweet button. And then there's no is... merit, no proof. But I mean he's been an I mean, yeah. He's been a conspiracy theorist for some time now. Nothing I shocks mean... me coming from from that account. Nothing. 
Nothing. Nothing. But then I also still get shocked at the same time. Like, I'm also, I'm not surprised, but I'm also like, this is just getting more and more ridiculous. I'm disgusted for sure. Now, I do, you know, I'm I'm not big on conspiracy theories, but let me tell you something. As someone who watched Scandal... When Scandal was on, I would not be surprised if Cyrus Bean was up to the, you know, w- mm-hmm. entered the cell and did what he had to do. Um, there's something that's just not right. There's something that is not making sense with all of this. Um, and so, yeah, I even just had lunch with a friend yesterday and she doesn't even fully believe that Jeffrey might even be dead. Well, like she, that's, yeah. Oh, man. She believe, you know, because he okay. has a lot of information He's on with a John lot of Denver people. somewhere. Or Tupac. Or Tupac. They're all they're all just living no, on an he, island together. He would never be with Tupac. Tupac would get rid of him. Tupac, yeah, I don't yeah. think that he would last very long. See, I'm, I'm mad a lot about of, this, though. I'm no, mad. I know a lot of victims and a lot of people are mad about it because, of course, he's a coward and he took the easy way out. Uh, regardless of whether this had to do with his scary, muscly, murdery cellmate or the fact that he didn't want to stand trial or whatever reason happened. Yeah, yeah, I mean, of course, you feel like there's justice lost in this. Yeah. Because they're Absolutely. because he isn't being subject to the the punishment that he should have been. Um, but I mean, on the other hand, I'm like, dude, good riddance. This guy sucks. I know, but he's he got a life of privilege and money and access, and then decided to pull the plug. I don't like that. No. Where, where was justice served in all of this? Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe they should have been checking on him even more frequently. Well, prosecutors are of... about to start going after people allegedly about to start going after people affiliated with him. Oh, all so right. they, they gonna do something. We'll just have to wait and see. It's the trickle-down effect yeah, of justice. They'll, hopefully they'll go for the man in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would think. I mean, all those, yeah, you always think that that'll happen and then it never does. But we'll see what the future holds. Okay, the Monday Munch Report is on deck. I waged a war against a green food on Twitter this weekend, and uh, I got some... I got some backlash for it. Mm. Okay, so we'll talk about that and much more in the Monday Munch Report. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject. That's correct. Allie Johnson and Char Giselle is putting up with me today. Uh, with yes, my, filling in for Jarrett. Yes, filling in for Jarrett, who should be back tomorrow if his if he doesn't have a screaming match later to get to. <laughs> and uh, I know I talked about the Monday Munch report. We have to put that on hold for one second because I forgot that it's time for news that are lucid already. Time is flying. Oh yes, I'm ready. Okay, so let's get into it. News it or lose it begins. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. And after News It or Lose It, we will get into the Monday Munch Report, where we will get deep down into a war I waged on Twitter against a leafy green that I hate. And apparently some people in this room disagree. All right. I think most of us do, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> we will. Uh, that's a cliffhanger for you. All right. Headline number one, Char. I'm going to read you five headlines. You decide, news it or lose it. All right. All right. Headline number one. This airport could be getting a, uh, a drive-in sex booth. I'm going to news that one. <laughs> okay. News that. Headline number two. There's a new in-person scam in town. Don't answer the door when this man in uniform comes a calling. Um, we're going to lose that one. Right. It's apparently uh, people posing as fire inspectors. Oh, no. you got to be discerning with that. Yeah. No, 
I don't need a fire inspector, and why do I have to pay a fire inspector anyway? Headline number three. Mm. Woman who cleans ear with cotton swab left with paper-thin skull. Oh, I'm using that one. Okay. Because I, I use cotton swabs. Okay, well, you got they got to be very careful about how you use them. We'll find that out. Oh, my gosh. Headline number four. Tom Brady's adjusting to his new helmet, but he doesn't love it. Oh, lose that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then finally, sperm banking startup Daddy shows fertility tech is for men, too. Wait, reread that one? Sperm banking startup Daddy, Daddy with an I, by the way. Shows fertility tech is for men too. Okay, we're gonna news that one only because that's such a confusing word salad type <laughs> yes. headline. So. It is. It is an endless word salad. Okay, so the, here's what we're newsing at the top of the next hour. This airport could be getting a drive-in sex booth. A woman who cleans her ear with cotton swabs is now left with a paper-thin skull. Whatever the hell that means. And Goodness. sperm banking startup Daddy with an I shows fertility tech is for men, too. We'll get into all those stories when we get back, so don't go anywhere. You are listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Oof, been reading over some of these stories. This is going to be a lot to break down, so we should get into it immediately. These are the stories that you have selected, Char, in today's edition of News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, Char, you are a frequent swabber? Yes, for my ears. Yeah, you cotton swab. How often would you say you cotton swab? Um, Every few days. It's not an oh. everyday thing because I feel like I can feel without having to touch the inside of my ear. I feel like I can always feel when it's like, oh, it's a little waxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sometimes it's a little dry. So I don't I don't do it every day. Well, I tend, another gross thing about me that's intentionally gross is I use God's cotton swab, which is my finger. Oh, no. <laughs> Allie. No, I do cotton swab. I'm like, can your finger even fit there? Uh, oh, yes. It fits, per- it fits perfectly. Uh-uh. Uh, no, I don't do that on a regular basis. But this woman do- uh, did clean her ears on a regular basis with cotton swabs. And now she has uh, the br- uh, skull that has the thickness of paper. So the woman is identified only as Jasmine, and she cleaned her ears every single night with cotton swabs. Her hearing eventually in her left ear had been fading. I guess this happened over the period of a few years. And then an infuriating noise was coming and going. The 37-year-old's ear had started to ache, and then she struggled to hear her own sons, Dylan, who's 10, and Cody, who's 8. Jasmine's doctor then diagnosed her with an ear infection and sent her home with a course of antibiotics. She carried on cleaning her ear with swabs. Then, blood arrived into the equation. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Another doctor then advised her to take a hearing test. Jasmine was horrified to discover that she had moderate deafness at that point. The story goes on. She went to an ear, nose, and throat specialist next. They did a CT scan, and upon assessing the results, they told her that she should have visited them four or five years ago because the cotton swab fibers had become stuck in her ear. (gasps) Then they got infected, and then the the surgeon said something that no one ever wants to hear from a surgeon. You needed surgery yesterday. 
Oh my gosh. The cotton had been collecting and festering for as long as five years, and her skull bone behind her ear was as thin as paper. I had no idea that a a hidden killer was wedged inside of my ear, says Jasmine. How did it get that... Was it the skull wasn't getting like the 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 nutrients or something that it needed? Like how did it? I I don't know. I mean, I, I'm guessing that the cotton was stuck in the ear and then got infected the and was kinda. and was wear, wearing away at the bone. Well, you know what, Jasmine? I feel like you might have been going too deep, sis. <laughs> you might have been sticking that thing in too deep every day. And I what what you know what this makes me want to do that whole you know the candle thing when you lay on the side of your head and they pour the candle wax yes. through that little tube and it pulls it all out. That's like, what, I've done that before. And and were you hearing better? I yes, always, I was. Yeah. Yeah, because my wife has told me that she thinks I'm going deaf because I wear headphones every day. And I'm usually, yeah. you know, I'm doing audio production and stuff. And so she's like, you're go." And she'll say things and then I won't hear her. Did, and did a say, lot come out? Yes. Okay. It was okay. really gross, that. but it was really satisfying. And I did it right at... I did it at a doctor's office because I was doing getting a routine physical. It was a horrible experience, actually. But the doctor, I mean, with the doctor okay. himself, because okay. he sucked. But he eventually told me, yeah, your your left ear has a bunch of earwax in it. And I was like, okay, well, can you get it out? And then he was like, oh, okay, so you want, you want us to do uh, the candle mm-hmm, thing? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that would be great. That's kind of why I'm here. So <laughs> then um, the nurse came in with like a big tub and the water and yeah. everything she proceeded to tell me that they uh, her and the nurses uh take turns doing this because they hate doing it so much really <laughs> and she while she was doing it was explaining that it's their that. least favorite thing to do i think i'd enjoy doing that and i'm not one of those pimple popping type people but i think i'd enjoy pulling the wax extracting the wax from that in, in that particular process i mean it's sad it's gross but it's satisfying because yeah. you're like whoa that came out of my ear crazy oh, jasmine girl yeah. you were oh gosh apparently yeah it's uh, not a way to go so yeah i think that it's all about not going too deep as you say char just yeah. just just the tip and you don't need to do it daily no, I don't think I don't think daily. I think if you need to swab your ears daily, there's something wrong. Maybe, like why maybe would there be that OCD. much? Maybe. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the sperm banking startup Daddy. So Daddy has been, it was launched in 2019 in January. So it's been around for a little while. They got two million dollars of investing money. To, Must be nice. Yep, which is great. Cool. Talk about a head start. Good yeah. lord. Yeah. Uh, pun intended with sperm banking. Head start. Okay. So Daddy provides two main services, semen analysis and sperm banking. So I, I thought that this was, I was actually excited when I read this because my wife and I have been discussing possibly having a kid soon. Okay. In which case I would have to go to a sperm bank and that's very expensive. We did talk on uh, to somebody on the show who provides his sperm for free. <laughs> Which is always I'm sure a lot of men would not hesitate to give you their sperm for free if you asked. Yep, he provides full information about his diet, about his background, health stuff, everything. I don't know if I want to go the Craigslist free route yet. (laughs) So I thought that, hey, this might be a great middle ground. Why don't we do app on-demand sperm banking. Okay. But I don't... I think this is more about male fertility and semen analysis in general. So basically, they give you two services. So when customers sign up, you can get this overnighted cold storage container 
and then you do your stuff into mm-hmm. it and then you have to put it back in the, you put your deposit in a container and you overnight it back to them and they give you results on sperm assessment which compares your semen metrics to the World Health Organization averages so they'll tell you you know if you're trying to have a kid and it's been a little difficult for you they'll explain this is a more affordable way for people to figure out right. what's going on so they'll tell you your swimmers aren't swimming yes uh, but you can also freeze and store said sperm. The daddy kit and testing cost $99 while storage is $99 a year. Company says it's 10 times cheaper than clinical testing and storage on average. That is from what I've heard from because I've had friends store their their stuff. Their samples. Yeah. And $99 a a year is super cheap Mm -hmm. from what I've heard from other people. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe I can dip into the daddy pool. We'll see. Uh, All right. We have to talk about what do we have left here? Doop de doop. Uh, the airport with the sex. Yes, the sex booths. So we will get to that. There is a there is an airport that is installing sex booths for sex workers. Unbelievable. We'll talk about that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. This is Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right. It was a thunderous ending. <laughs> Drop the subject with Allie Johnson and Char Giselle is hanging with me today while Jarrett Hill is still out with a with some bad vocal cords. He ate sh- too many alligator wings. I guess in so. Florida. <laughs> you know I'm a thigh girl. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, he is back from Florida. He made it back safely, but he is on vocal rest. So he should be right as rain tomorrow, if all is well. Mm -hmm. And we continue on with News It or Lose It. Now, this is the final story, Char, and it is a doozy. It has to do with the airport that could be getting a drive-in sex booth very soon. Where, if you could guess, do you think this is taking place? Right here in L.A.? Is it? Let me ask you this before I answer. Is it stateside? Is this a stateside? Okay, I'm going to say Singapore. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is happening in Berlin. Oh. Berlin's former Tempelhof Airport uh, is installing what they're calling Verunstongboxen. Oh, I'm sure. That is legit. I mean, I I think I did okay on that pronunciation. And I think the the word speaks for itself. They are booths where prostitutes, or now we say sex workers, can meet clients in the airport site, which is a bid to improve the safety of the city's sex workers, which includes drive-in booths where customers can meet their sex workers in in the privacy and in the convenience of their own vehicle. Uh, I guess they just roll on up and say, hey, I'd like this and one of those and supersize it and all that stuff. Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the new Varric Tunboxen? No, this is Carl's Jr. (laughs) Welcome to Wendy's. Yeah, welcome to Wendy's. Oh, their Uh, spicy nuggets are back today. That's a little footnote. Hey, we have to get to that in Monday Munch Report. It's great. (laughs) Great addition. I wonder if you still have the problems here where you can't hear the person on the intercom Mm. and you're like, what? How much is it? And they're like, and you're like, um, I'm into feet. Did you hear that? Uh, is that showing up on the screen? Uh, anyway, so they are now proposing a restriction. Uh, so, okay, I guess this area has a problem with uh, this is the, the city is called Kurfürstenstrasse. Kurf, you sound like Rose Nyland. <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> Thank you. That is such a compliment. <laughs> the Gutenfergen. Um, they apparently have a, a, I mean, it's a 
it's prominent. Sex work is prominent in that area. So I think that there are, they're trying to, some of the city residents have been trying to place restrictions on it. And this is instead an alternative where, hey, instead of just having them wandering around the streets, why don't we control it in a certain areas and into certain areas so that residents and sex workers can sort of coexist? Okay, so this is a way to kind of like regulate what's going on. I kind of like this idea because I think that it will encourage, and I hate that I even have to say this, but you know, misogyny and patriarchy. I think that it will encourage the safety of sex workers if there's some type of, because cameras have to be there, you know. Um, If it's some type of, there will be no weird disappearances and crazy things, or at least it'll, I think that the numbers will go down if if something like that were to happen. I just wonder if there are cameras cameras and things like that if patrons would actually want to use they have to be discreet cameras like fuzzy cameras i'm just saying like discreet like maybe on like a on a light pole or something (laughs) there has to be a way that we keep these sex workers protected no it's true yeah it's true i just like there's a a certain anonymity about it yeah i know near an airport i feel like if you're going to an airport you got to be prepared to to encounter anything yeah i'll take an air train to the sex booth please yeah that'll be nice all right more show on the way we finally are getting to the monday munch report and i will get into i mean we'll we'll obviously talk about how spicy nuggets are back that is breaking food news that i did not know about (laughs) and a war i have been waging on twitter against a green vegetable that i think is the worst thing ever we'll get to all that and more when we get back you are listening to drop the subject Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Yes. Drop the subject with Allie Johnson. And Char Giselle is hanging with me to get uh, t- today again. I just said to again. <laughs> just hybridizing words now. You can hybridize food. It happens. It so happens. You might as well hybridize words. Okay. Quickly, before we get into the Monday Munch Report, just an update for anyone in Palm Springs area. This A bit of a scare happened this weekend, and I just wanted to share with you some of the details. I don't think they know a lot yet, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I believe this officially happened late Thursday night into Friday, but it was just sort of making the rounds um, on news outlets this weekend. A man entered a barber shop in the gay enclave of Palm Springs um, shouting slurs and was brandishing a knife. And apparently he only suffered moderate injuries after the police were called and they arrived within four minutes and they were able to... uh, they shot him they didn't kill him um but he and i don't think anyone was hurt during this but the man was described as being possessed he shouted racial and homophobic slurs after entering the barber shop then he pulled a knife on customers and staff people Mm. inside the shop managed to call the police and get the knife wielding man outside when officers arrived the suspect began fighting with them according to reports he was soon shot by one of the cops they haven't released his name and they encourage anybody who has cell phone footage of anything that happened within the barbershop to turn that over to police. So very uh, happy to report that nobody was seriously injured in that instance. But of course, you know, any LGBT friends of ours in the Palm Springs area were always thinking of you and just wanted to keep everybody updated on that. All right. It's terrifying. Yeah, it is, especially with everything else. What isn't terrifying? I know. It's like (laughs) anytime, uh, I mean, all right. I'm side eyeing everyone. It's like today I wanted to do such happy things because 
the past couple of weeks have been so sad and so draining. And then, Shar, I finished Orange is the New Black, which was emotionally really, really hard. And we were like, can we just watch something happy? So last night we watched Big Business with Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler, like an old, you know, like nine to five type classic. It's available on HBO Go if you all want to check it out. Uh, Yeah, it was great. So I'm, I'm giving myself comedic relief a little bit today, but I just wanted to pass on that information to all of our friends in Palm Springs. Okay. Monday Munch Report, here we go. That sounds good. I'll have that. Yas, 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 yas. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. Okay. Shar, I don't think you've had the pleasure of doing this with me yet, have you? No, but was that chewing sound? Was that Emmy Nam doing Emmy Nam? No, no, but that was another <laughs> wonderful thing that we will get into, I'm sure, at some point this week. There, you know, they did have breaking news with the Emmys last week that there is going to be no host. So Emmy Noms, while Emmy does news on the Emmys, yeah. is less uh, less catchy, <laughs> but it's something that we could think about. Uh, did, just before I get into my rant about what happened on Twitter when I waged war against this leafy green. Is there anything food related that you'd like to discuss, Char? Well, it seems to be winning season for spicy chicken because <laughs> let me tell you, everybody's raving about, I guess Popeye's just introduced a few weeks ago, like a new uh, chicken sandwich that there are certain pockets of Twitter that are super fans of it and other parts, of course, that are like, oh, it was so overhyped. But I think, oh. it, depends, I think it depends on your location and the preparation. Now, is that something that they're doing always or is this is like a McRib situation where they're I, that, just doing a I, that short I don't time. Know. Hmm. I haven't had one because I have to stay away from Popeyes. Yeah, Once hard. that genie bottle is opened, it's you know I'm trying to be good. Yeah. And then of course Wendy's, they brought back their spicy chicken nuggets, and I survived off of those things <laughs> in undergrad during my first internship. Oh my, I was in that drive-through every day because they were so cheap and they were you know they're a little smaller than the regular nuggets, but they yeah. were so good. Yeah, I know. Well, the, those they really do a great job marketing those because they just do it in little pockets and they're like, here you go, spicy chicken now we're taking it away yeah. what are you gonna do mcrib hopefully, is here now it's hopefully gone hopefully it's permanent hopefully the spicy nuggets are permanent yeah i might get some today when we're done <laughs> <laughs> spicy nuggets have helped for a lot nostalgia. of people graduate from college thank you yeah. for nostalgic purposes exactly you have i mean nostalgia i think has more power than your own brain yeah you know it makes a lot of decisions I mean, well, for you we're, I, can't, I hate to keep bringing up politics but we're in Trump's America, so yeah. anything. I'm anything grasping. from the past, you're like, please. I'm grasping for straws out here. Did you just talk here. about Powerpuff Girls or something? <laughs> okay, here is what I tweeted over the weekend, and I got a lot of hate for it. Okay. I said, God invented celery for people who hate happiness. <gasps> Allie. Now, I had a conversation with Clayton last week about this stupid trend of celery juice. And he does it every single day. And then he says that he craps all morning because he drinks so much celery juice. And then I read an article this morning about whether or not celery juicing is even good for you. And Mm -hmm. my feeling about this is celery sucks on its own. Then to juice it and make it even less appetizing is even worse. Then to not even know for sure if drinking mass amounts of celery juice every single morning is even good for you. Yeah. Why is anybody doing this? And why does anyone eat... Like, here's my thing with celery. And people were commenting about, well, what about it with cream cheese? What about it with peanut butter? What about Mm -hmm, it with this? mm -hmm. And sure, what about it with whatever? But my point is that... Are we done already? Damn it. Celery is not exciting on its own. It's only there 
to accompany something that tastes better than it. That is true. I like it in recipes. We use it in, a, in New Orleans. It's, it's. I'm not from New Orleans, but my family is. It, uh, it's part of a lot of a lot of Creole cooking. The Trinity, the celery, Holy Trinity. bell onion, uh, bell pepper. And I said bell onion and yellow onion. I used it in a soup last night. Does now, that mean that I can taste the celery in the soup? No. Now, does celery juice have the strings in it? Because you know celery can be a little stringy. So I wonder if probably because celery sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I like I enjoy a good celery stock with my buffalo wings or with some peanut butter. Again, though, it proves my yes. point that it's only a part of something. You have to accompany it with something absolutely delicious, like cheese or peanut butter or wing thing. sauce. You don't like that crisp crunch when you bite into it? I just don't think it's a standalone. Okay. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. I'm going to shut up about my anti-celery thing in a minute. I just wanted to point out one more thing. Michelle Bachman, that crazy white, white, right, well, she's white and she's right wing. uh, She said that celery is her favorite food. So I think I rest my case. Favorite food. Okay. That says a lot. That Fav- says favorite. Favorite. Really, girl. Of all the foods, of ch- all the cheeses and all really? the meats. But you know what? That's on brand. That's it very is. on brand. Yeah, you're like, well, celery sucks and so do you. Okay. Miley Cyrus, breaking Miley Cyrus news. Mm-hmm. She has split from her hubby of seven months, Liam Hemsworth. Hemsworth. I was like, Neeson's not right. I know that. <laughs> no, not taken. <laughs> I, I'm still getting like familiarized with all of the celeb. Yes. Uh, gotta, this is Chris's younger brother, Liam. Okay. And she was spotted making out, well, allegedly making out. That's what the pictures indicate mm-hmm. with Brody Jenner. Now, who the hell is that? Brody is Caitlyn's son, but he was fake married to a, a woman named Caitlyn Jenner as well. Oh, yes. Okay, it's, a, wait. it's a mess of a okay. situation. All so, right. in short, Brody got married to Caitlyn. He was dating a woman named Caitlyn. They got married. It just surfaced that the, the wedding was never made official. Okay, and, and then so, he got with this girl. Okay. And okay, so, they're so, no longer together. They just broke up last week. Okay, got it. So, Caitlyn Carter is who you're talking about. And yes. she and Miley Cyrus were hanging out in Italy. Uh-huh. And it says here... See the PDA packed pics. <laughs> so I get I get alerts on my phone. Uh, unfortunately, that it also includes some of these things that I'm like, oh god, I don't know any of the Jenners or Cyrus or whatever. Yeah. But then I realized that there was a steamy lesbian angle to mm-hmm. this, and I was like, oh, interesting. Because when I figured out that I was into women, like really into women. Mm-hmm. I had a boyfriend in high school who was so attractive. He was, he's like a, he, he, he and he's the, the nicest guy. He ended up joining the Peace Corps. He does like male modeling. Like he oh. was the he, captain of the baseball team. Like he was a, a catch. Okay. And he still is. He's like the nicest guy ever. Him and his wife adopted Bulgarian triplets. Like he's got the best heart and the best abs ever. And I broke up with him to be with my best friend, a girl named Danielle, who totally screwed me over. She totally Mm. sucked. She, it it was bad. And I was like, if I could throw this guy away to be with this girl, then I'm definitely 
pre- I definitely prefer women. I kind of feel that that applies here. Liam Hemsworth, I'm not like super into guys, but that guy is really hot. And he has an accent. His brother's cuter. Thor. <laughs> His brother's cuter. Oh, yes. Cuter. Swing that hammer. So if she's thrown that away several times, I mean, they were together, then they broke up. Then we're together, yeah. then they got married, they and now they're breaking ago. up. Right. In 2009, if she on can the continue set of the to last screw song. that guy over, I think she just should be with women. Well, she did say that she she, I, she did tell him, or she said publicly that she's not heterosexual. Yeah, but, yeah. She's like she she still has you know an affinity for the women. Yeah. Well, I think that she should just hundred percent all in on the women yeah. from now on. And I, I I think that about some celebrities where I'm like, okay, you should just be with a girl. Got Lady Gaga's another one. She's always with these guys and it doesn't work out. Just be with women. It's fine. Mm. All right. Lots more to get to. Stick around. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Let's learn something, shall we, on Drop the Subject. We're not just here to ramble on about celery. We're here to teach you things. I'm Allie Johnson. Shar Giselle is with me today in for Jarrett Hill, who is out with bad vocal cords. They are being repaired as we speak. He's supposed to not be speaking at all, even though he called in on the show. And now we're about to get into something that I believe we've done together once before, Shar. Yes, when we talked to Spirit. Yes. And this is a segment we like to call Coming to Terms because there's a lot of terms for sexual orientations and gender identities. And, you know, there's just going to be a new one every day. We've accepted that. Yeah. But it can be a little confusing, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's just a chance for us to break it all down Sesame Street style. Just really get to the nitty gritty of what these terms mean. And today, even though we did get into an off-air discussion about the spelling of the word woman, which I didn't know there was an alternative for. Yes. There are a few different alternatives. <laughs> There's And the folks with an X and all that stuff. Yeah. I guess that's a conversation for another day. Today, we are going to discuss the asterisk that has been added after the word trans and what the asterisk stands for. Uh, apparently, a few people have started using trans asterisk with an asterisk to encompass more than just being a trans woman or a trans man. There are a lot of other subcategories. I, I mean, I don't want to call them categories. I guess different identities. ways to identify. Yeah, identities yeah. that are under the trans umbrella. Yes. So what are some of those? Because I know that trans feminine and trans masculine are under there. And I think I'm still learning about what that is. As am I, because those are descriptors. Um, I guess regarding, you know, I guess how you choose to present, how people receive you. So it's, um, maybe you it's being be, more specific? Yeah, because you can yeah. be non-binary but trans-feminine, if that makes sense. You get what I'm no. saying? <laughs> okay, like you could be, let's say, for example, if you are a non-binary person who was assigned male at birth, but you lean more so towards a feminine presentation, but you are, you're non-binary, you don't identify as a woman, so that would be non-binary trans so you present feminine. You have very feminine attributes but about But you, you don't identify yes. with any gender. Yes. Okay. But if you are trans feminine, do you consider that as someone who has transitioned or made a type of transition? You know what? That quite possibly. I don't know if the terms are mutually exclusive or not, because the language can get a little sloppy. Um, right. Because so, if you're saying I'm... I don't say, like, for example, I don't, I'm just feminine. 
You know, I don't identify as trans feminine personally. I'm a binary trans woman. I don't exist anywhere in the middle. I'm, I'm very binary in that I fit into that specific box. I transitioned into womanhood i didn't tr- tr- transition into to any type of middle groundness so uh but yeah. was there a middle ground before yes there was i did not have the language for it and i want to preface this by saying because i've used trans asterisk before like on twitter um and i think that this language is only used in certain environments i don't know if it's used i'm sure it's going to be a part of everyday life soon but in my experience i've seen this used in certain like academic gender studies type i see to, to really just to just inform whoever's reading yeah. that there are several s- specific yeah. ways of identifying within the trans. Yeah, because listen, even as a, a even as a woman of the trans experience, it can get very confusing uh, for me as well. Well, now there's another one before we get out of here. T-G-N-C-N-B. Never heard of that acronym. What does it stand this for? This is a whole new acronym now. And so there's LGBTQ plus A. Uh, well, there's hold on LGBT asterisk Q A I A A A A. Yes. Because this is where I get pissed off because I don't think ally. They don't belong. We love you all and we appreciate all of the work that you're doing to contribute to assisting the community. But ally does not. You don't get a gold ribbon for being a decent human being. Right. For being a person who accepts everybody. Yeah. You don't need to be included in that. Because I love you, allies. Yes. And we we love our allies around here. We're giving everybody a voice. But you can't say I'm a part of the LGBTQ community. You 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 can say I'm an allied. Everyone wants to be oppressed in 2019. <laughs> Everyone wants to be It's like you said, oppressed. it's the oppression, oppression Olympics. Now, NG, it, sorry, TGNCNB stands for transgender, gender nonconforming, and non-binary. So that is a completely different moniker. Than moniker? LGBT. Well, acronym. So, acronym. Yeah. So then you raise a great point about how T is the only... Letter. Letter that is a gender identity and not a sexual identity. Yeah. So then why not have your own acronym? You know what? I, maybe that will happen. It looks like it looks like we'll they've created we'll one. Spread, yeah, we'll split off. And I know, but again, these are not mutually exclusive. I know trans lesbians. I know trans gay people. I know trans bi people. So you can be people. part of the... TGNCNB and the LGBT. Yes, it intersects. Or the LGBAI. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I've learned. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Allie Johnson here. Char Giselle next to me. Hanging with me today in place of Jarrett Hill, who is back from Florida, but his voice is not all the way back. It's catching up with him. <laughs> it's still jet lagged or something. He'll be back tomorrow, I assume. But we've been having fun, haven't we? Yes, lots of fun. We've uh, discussed some of the new terms that are out there in the LGBTCBYNA community. GNC. GNC community. Uh, and we have a lot to get to. And. What we're about to get into next, I I was thinking of on the way here because I was listening to the radio, you know, like you do, Mm -hmm. still around, and I learned that Versace has apologized because they came out with an offensive, or it was a shirt, a t-shirt that people were offended by, and I got to thinking, you know, everybody 
just apologizes before asking any questions or deciding whether they did this on purpose or not yes. or whatever. You know, everybody just apologize, 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 apologize first, ask questions later. Yep. Just immediately apologize. Then I started thinking about some of the other scandals and publicity fails that have happened over the past you know, 10 to 20 years and whether when does someone not decide to apologize and why? So this segment is what I like to call Did They Apologize? Where we, we've actually, a long time ago, we did a segment called Should They Apologize? Where we talk about one of these stories and then we decide, should they even apologize for this? Because sometimes you apologize and you don't really even need to. That's, <laughs> it's, it's too late to apologize. Wow, what a song. That's great. What a song. So... Versace obviously expressed their deepest apologies because What's on the back on? of the t-shirt, they listed the capitals. So it would say like Milan, Italy, Rome, Italy, London, UK. There was like a bunch of cities followed by the country that corresponds okay, was, with it. Was Milan incorrect? Because I'm seeing on the shirt that they uh, underlined that as well. Or maybe they were just set, setting an example. Because they have I think Milan maybe, and Rome. For both Italy. Yeah, I think that maybe they're just supposed to be bigger cities. Okay. I don't know why okay. that one's underlined, but the ones, the other ones that are on, like underlined. Houston and Dallas for Texas. Yes. Okay. I, I think that they're not necessarily the capitals gotcha. of those Got countries you. or cities but, or uh, states, but the one that is very much underlined is Hong Kong, Hong Kong. What an embarrassment. <laughs> what is going on? So they basically listed Hong Kong as its own country as well as Macau. Uh, it says Macau, Macau. So that is the capital of the country, Macau. And so everyone was like, what the hell is this? They expressed their deepest apologies. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that they are not the first company to get confused about countries. Do you think, for example, we'll start with uh, the Marriott. They uh, apparently listed Tibet and Taiwan and Hong Kong and Macau also listed as separate countries in a customer survey. Do you think they apologized for that? Um, no, I don't think that they did. They did. Oh, they did? Marriott International respects and supports the sovereignty and territorial integrity of China. We don't support anyone who subverts the sovereignty and territorial integrity of China, and we do not intend in any way to encourage or incite any such people or groups. We recognize the severity of the situation and sincerely apologize. That's a load of BS, because a lot of the times these things have to be approved and go through so many channels before they go to print. So who is not reading and doing their homework or, or, or just having utilizing their common sense? That's like when people think Chicago is is its own state. You know, there are a lot of people that forget that Chicago is actually in Illinois. Like, this is real. This is real. Is it? This is real. I mean, getting countries mixed up, I, I getting cities, like where the city, which country the city is in. Yeah. I mix that up sometimes. But like forgetting that a country, like a city is actually a country. Uh, Zara listed Taiwan as a country on their website. Delta listed Taiwan as a separate country on its website. Uh, McDonald's listed a... St- a student ID is nationality as Taiwan. Oh my God. It just says Taiwan. So Taiwan is a point of much confusion, but we will get to more of these. There are plenty. Uh, what, what, when Fox said that Mexico was three different countries, did they apologize? Uh, there are plenty of different things here. Uh, Janet Jackson's nip slip. Did she apologize for that? So there's a lot to get to here. Did CBS apologize to her? What's his name? Uh, uh, Moonves. Did Les Moonves apologize, oh, apologize Moonves? to uh, Janet Jackson for trying to sabotage her career? 
career and ruin her? I, Has Justin Timberlake apologized to Janet Jackson? Whoa, there's a lot of Janet Jackson stuff to uh-huh. unload here. Okay. Oh, I got issues. Okay, all right. We'll get to all that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. This is Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Oh, lots of fun discussions to come. <laughs> I, uh, something that I don't know if we'll have time to get to it today, but I wanted to talk about what daily life adult situations make us act like children. And free food is definitely yes. one of them, especially when the free food is in the workplace. Yes. Anytime someone comes in and they're like, pizza, everyone's like, go! Or it's like sending someone else like, go get the pizza, just go, get it for all of us. Yes. Even if you never plan on eating pizza, even if no, you still don't plan on eating it. You save it for it. later. You <laughs> cover it with a paper towel or you get another paper plate because you, you save it for later. Yeah, but you want to stake the claim on yeah, your flavor. Those childhood instincts come in where you're like, pizza for lunch? Wow. And you revert back to the third grade pizza party. You do. All right. Did they apologize? Let's continue okay. on. We've gone through some of the country or some of the uh, companies that have gotten countries screwed up. Uh, mainly Taiwan is the biggest victim in this. A lot of people think that it's its own country. And uh, Versace has just apologized for listing Hong Kong as its own country on a recent T-shirt. But there are several other things that have happened that people have either apologized or not apologized for. This. Let's start off with this one. Uh, did they apologize when Fox said that Mexico was three countries? I don't no. know if you remember that. I, I remember that vividly because I said, am I losing my mind? Because they said it with such confidence. It was a Chiron at the at the top of the or at the bottom of the screen. It read Trump cuts aid to three Mexican countries. Yeah. And, and it, it seemed like they said it with such confidence. Like I, I had to check myself. I had to take a step back because, you know, you can forget some geography. And, yeah, I don't think they apologized for that. Apparently they did, which I didn't hear about. But they just, I guess, I don't know. They said it, they sort of apologized. They said, we just want to clarify and correct something that happened earlier on the show. We had an inaccurate graphic on screen and we apologize for the error. It should have never happened. Okay. Okay. So that was sort of a, an apology. Okay. What about Janet Japs, Janet Jackson's nip slip? Do you think that anybody ever apologized for no, that? No. I, I, Janet apologized, but you know what? I think to this day that that was a planned thing. And Justin Timberlake, I remember, remember they black, blacklisted Janet. She wasn't allowed at the Grammys that year. And Justin was there just a ch- cheesing and a chiming. She's always been kind of underestimated, he, huh? Like yeah. she, she always gets, it's like, why doesn't she, why isn't she a huge, huge, I huge superstar? I don't like that examining it, you know, when I look back back yeah. and Justin and Leslie need to apologize to her because we heard those <laughs> allegations with Mr. Moonvez, Julie's <laughs> husband. Welcome to the talk. You hear that, Mr. Moonvez? <laughs> All right. She said, my decision to, uh, to change the Super Bowl performance was actually made after the final rehearsal. CBS, MTV, and the NFL had no knowledge of this whatsoever. Unfortunately, the whole thing went wrong in the end, and I'm really sorry if I offended anyone. That was truly not my intention. You know what's so crazy is that today, no one would bat an eyelash if it happened. The fact that that was totally. such a big deal. Yeah. Like today, 2019, Funny. a nipple at the Super Bowl. All right. What uh, about the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial? She definitely apologized for that. I remember that dragging. Okay, she kind of did, but does this even count? She said, I feel... She threw it off on Pepsi, right? I feel really bad that anyone was ever offended. I feel really bad that this was taken such a wrong way, and I generally feel like S. 
No, that's not an apology. <laughs> but but the publicist came out and they threw it on Pepsi, right? And I remember yeah. Kendall crying. She was like snot bubble crying on Keeping Up with the Kardashians when when they did that confessional. <laughs> snot bubble oh. crying. Okay, it was wh- awful. Optics. It was awful. All right, there is a man. This is a less popular story, but a man who uh, put a bunch of nude mannequins out on his lawn display after he was told to cut his fence in half. Then is this a lot Kanye of Kanye West. No. no uh, okay, no. I wanted to make sure this guy isn't a celebrity but it's good to clarify and uh, a lot of the residents got very upset it made the news I believe this made national news do you think he ever apologized no he did not he said maybe the city will look at the ordinance again and change it otherwise there might be a lot more of these around so it seems like I just want to say before we go uh, that I noticed that a lot of times that they profit off of black rage like people will intentionally do something anti-black or racist because they know pockets of black Twitter are going to go berserk the Gucci sweater that turns yes and the little boy in H&M putting him in the little monkey sweater and things like that and that in turn makes their free promo and there was a German nail polish company that named their their black polish the n-word they know that <laughs> they Come know that on. people are going to go berserk off of this and that's your free, you know, PR. Yeah, no, I know. I think a lot of these cuz you always think about how did this even get out here? And it's like, well, everyone goes, must have said let's do this anyway yes, because goes, someone must have raised their hand and said, "You guys, this is racist." This isn't making sense. We don't need to do this. Yeah, but, but they know what they're doing. Oh, they've got all these apologies all pre-written out. Mm-hmm. Um all right. There's a, a little bit more to cover, but we have to move on. This has been did they apologize? Of course, I think we've learned that companies always apologize. Individuals sometimes apologize. Or they double down. Or they double down and say, absolutely not. Like Bill Cosby. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ah, that means news that or lose it is on the horizon. But speaking of... Horizon. I just wanted to give you one last. Did they apologize? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Controversy. Mm-hmm. The Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Do you think? Of course, that was when a ton of oil from BP leaked into the Gulf region, and many, many, many people were affected by this. It was a huge, huge problem, and it was there were, I think they had new regulations put in after this BP oil spill, but do you think anybody ever apologized? Um, yes, because they ruined industries down there, okay? The <laughs> right. wildlife was in danger. They ruined my shrimp and crawfish season. They I did. remember that. They did. Uh, so the, the answer is complicated. They did apologize, but, but so badly that they had to apologize for their apology. Oh, guys, get it so together the for C- crying out loud. The BP CEO, Tony Hayward, apologized the day after uh, by saying, I'm sorry, we're sorry for the massive disruption it caused <laughs> their lives. There's no one who wants this o- over more than I do. I'd like my life back. Oh, he was better this off was, just saying, my bad. This was the day after. He was better off saying, my bad. <laughs> Literally. I mean, yeah. Even just saying, like, sad face. Would have been better than would that. Would have been better you than saying, your life I'd back? like Are my life back. Are you kidding me? A day after, you'd like your life back. That's gross. So then they had to sit, he had to go back and say, I made a hurtful and thoughtless comment on Sunday when I said that. I wanted my life back, blah, blah, blah. So then he had by to apologize. Time, by about this time, I'm uninterested. If yeah. you ever have, have you ever had anyone come to you in your personal life and try to do a double apology type thing? Uh, 
No, I don't think I have had that, fortunately. Yeah, I've had it happen. And by the second, I'm uninterested. You're, like, You're no. lucky if you even have access to me, if you sent me something like that initial one. I think that the cap on all of this is just, or the, the, the takeaway here is to think about all of these apologies. Do they even matter? Like, the, do the you decide? The best apology is changed behavior. Yes, exactly. So like Zara apologizing, but then doing something just as bad, having another <laughs> offensive sweater three weeks later yeah. doesn't make a difference. Anyway, news this it or just, lose it. This just means that people need to diversify the workplace so that these things can stop happening. If you have more people, you know, in these boardrooms, in these meetings, you can yeah. maybe stop some of this from happening. To be like, hey, of, as a black trans woman, I just this raises I, some red flags for me. I don't think me. this is a good idea. Right. Yeah. Interesting. All right. News it or lose it. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It God, I love that intro (laughs) I feel like Diane Sawyer Welcome to Nightline (laughs) I just can see the shoulder pads on you right now A good Katie Couric uh, suit jacket (laughs) So, the first story Olive Garden fans can snag an exclusive lifetime pasta pass for the first time ever. News it. We're going to news that one. Got to. Anything pasta pass related, I always would like to discuss. All right. Second story. Masked suspect incites panic after making threats at Memorial City Mall in Houston. Oh. (sighs) Sure. Okay. Snake rescued after swallowing almost half of its own body. Yeah. Okay. Mom sparks outrage by charging $85 to go to son's birthday party. Oh, shut up. No. Okay. We're going to get rid of that one in the last She should apologize. Sherry Shepard appeared on Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens Live last night and spilled more information on drama surrounding The View. Quote, Joy doesn't know how to keep her damn mouth shut. That's my tease. <laughs> okay. That's my tease. Do you, I can see it in your eyes. You really want to cover this story, don't we, you? We can. Okay. All right. Want. I'll news that for you, Char. Okay. All right. So we'll get to all those stories when we get back. Stick around. You're listening to Drop the Subject. <laughs> Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject, Allie Johnson and Char Giselle joining me today. And now it's the portion of the show where Char's in charge. Well, I mean, I did have some decision making to do in the News It or Lose It headline selection. But now it is time for Char to break down the stories that I selected. It is time for News It or Lose It. Wow. Reporting live. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Take a sip of your joe. Give me the breakdown. All right, Allie. So, Olive Garden is taking the term endless possibilities. You like what I did there? Yes. To a whole new level. The Italian restaurant chain announced the return of never-ending pasta past, which was first introduced as its uh, as a lifetime pasta past. Uh, the coveted card of carb lovers will be available to 24,000 diners for $100 each, but the first 50 guests to complete their online transaction can quote-unquote opt in for the lifetime version, which is an <laughs> upgrade for an additional $400. So confusing. Okay, wait. So they used to do the endless possible 
they pasta used pass. to they used to do lifetime just just in general. So it's just pasta for life. And yes. I believe because I I have a history with this because when I was on mornings up in the Bay Area, we did purchase successfully a pasta pass, an unlimited pasta pass, and we gave it to a homeless guy, a man who was in need of of a good meal. So we said, hey, we're gonna. It's really hard to get these things. They sell out in like thirty seconds to a minute. These things are gone. And I I believe it includes one main dish per day. Like there's a there's a cap on it. But yeah, still, that's a lot of pasta. That is a lot of pasta, but for five hundred dollars you can get the lifetime. Now the passes are available for purchase exclusively at www.pastapass.com for thirty minutes or until sold out. And this begins tomorrow at two PM <gasps> Eastern time. Okay. It's going to be during the show. Yes. We and have it, to try and get one. And it has, you know, it, everything is, is is there. And, you know, guests who claim the regular pasta pass will be able to enjoy unlimited bowls of the noodles for nine weeks from September 23rd through November 24th. And it has everything from fettuccine to rigatoni to angel hair <laughs> with, you know, creamy roasted garlic and mm. mushroom marinara. And all the acid reflux yep. that comes with it. Yep. So shout out to uh, the OG for that. That's what we used to call it in college, the OG. OG. Yeah. It is it is some place that you always remember in college or high school. It's a place where people who are really dating for the first time like they're just entered the dating yeah. world and they're like I'm gonna take some I'm gonna take you out and that's out. a classy place where you can pay like Chili's prices <laughs> yes. but get the ambiance of somewhere upscale yeah you get the little like oil and vinegar things they come by with the cheese oh thingy yeah thing. so fancy yeah okay moving on so a snake was rescued after swallowing almost half of its body. Now, this was in Pennsylvania, and this is a real circle of life, okay? So, <laughs> so Jesse Roth... I would love to see the remake of Lion King, where it's just a snake eating its own body. All Jesse the kids Roth are like, Mommy! Okay. Jesse Rothhather, who is, uh, he has a, a reptile sanctuary in, in Pennsylvania. He posted a video where he noticed, I guess this breed or whatever is named the king snake. And they often prey on other snakes, including venomous copperheads and rattlesnakes. But I, he said that the snake, he thinks the snake got confused and began swallowing its own tail. Okay. Maybe this isn't as great of a sanctuary as yeah. But he says if that the this snake is, is eating itself, he says that this is common. But this snake got like more than halfway. <laughs> So he first tried to get the snake to release itself by tapping on its nose, which can make serpents, you know, nervous to unhinge their jaws. But when the king snake refused to let go, uh, this guy, Jesse, was forced to use his own fingernail to try to pry the fangs loose oh, to Jesse. pull the snake from its own mouth. Mm, uh, now, the the snakes are normally a good eater. He he ended up su- successfully doing this. <laughs> They're normally good eaters. Yeah. The, the king snakes, they eat every they eat other venomous snakes. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the animal kingdom and how there how many species out there actually eat their own it's yeah. crazy i mean there's not a lot of them but when they do they're vicious about it there are birds it. there are fish yep yeah but to ha- to eat half of your own body and not notice just seems like wouldn't that i mean a snake has it enough it's like natural selection this is darwinism <laughs> at work like i know that snakes have tiny brains but this one might have yeah, really well, been he followed up by posting a video on Facebook, a follow-up video saying that the snake was now chowing down on a real meal known as a mice sickle, which sounds exactly what you think it is. A mice sickle? That sounds so mouse. cute and horrifying. Equal parts. Ugh, I can't do mice. We got time for one more? Yeah. All right. I used to so. have a snake, by the way. We had to feed it mice. 
oh no, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I his name was Chandler. I can't <laughs> do snakes. I can do a turtle. I can't do snakes. I, I don't want no tarantula. I'm a traditionalist, cat or dog. I don't even like the rodents of a guinea pig or a gerbil or anything. What about a hermit crab? No, cat or dog <laughs> and not, or dog. Why not hermit crab? They're so nice. Oh no, uh-uh. <laughs> I'll eat crabs, but I don't like them alive. I don't like the way they crawl and how they... They're so clean. They carry their homes with them. Mm-mm. All right. Mm-mm. Well, maybe we need to take a moment and then dive into the next two stories so we have a little more time. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Because we got carried away talking about animals that we would never own. Uh, and then I will eventually tell the story about Chandler and my short <laughs> short time as a snake owner. Your snake's name was Chandler? Yeah. That sounds like a good snake name. <laughs> sounds like something that a white girl would name her snake. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, listen, you said it. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject is brought to you by that screaming child. Allie Johnson and Char Giselle hanging with me today. And if you're just checking out the show, you have missed quite a lot. So you're going to want to download the podcast to catch up on everything. Just look at Drop the Subject wherever you get your podcast. And if you're listening on your phone or something like that and you're going, oh, no, I'm home. Now what do I do? Well, if you have a smart speaker, you can continue listening by just saying, hey, Alexa, play Channel Q on Radio.com and she will listen to you or Google Home or whoever you have or even Cortana if you're going really off brand. <laughs> OK, news that are losing. Let's continue. We have lots more to get to. All right. So there's a masked suspect in Houston who uh, they're looking for. So we've had these incidents of, you know, the mass shootings. I believe that, you know, off air, we were speaking about what happened in Times Square um, a few days ago. Oh, the motorcycle backfiring. Yeah. And everybody like the country is suffering PTSD. So Houston police are saying that it was not an active shooter situation, but initially a male suspect, a white male who people who witnesses are describing in his late teens, early 20s, went to the food court at the uh, Memorial City Mall in Houston and stood on a table and mentioned something about wanting to end his own life and then he dropped an, an, an unidentified uh, object on the ground which that is what kicked off the frenzy. The, the, pandi- the pandemonium, yeah. Yes, yeah, so people were storming out of the mall running into traffic. That's how fearful oh, people were. No. There were two people to be injured. A 16-year-old boy and his mother were injured within the stampede of it all. <gasps> And, uh, yeah, I mean, in short, that is really just the story. I don't know when this is going to end, but the entire country's on edge. And it, like I said, it seems like we as a nation are suffering post-traumatic stress disorder. Anybody who is getting on top of a table in a food court, that's never a good story. Uh, like, yeah, there's never making, a good reason someone's doing that. Making never, some like, sort of proposing or anything. Right. Like, that's creepy. I'm not even sticking around for the manifesto. As soon as I see you on top of a table, I'm out. I'm getting out of there. I don't want to be in the food court to begin with. Yeah, no, me either. Oh, in high school, I loved the food court. But let's move on. I know, but it, it it's not as exciting as it was. Like no. I think that where we live in Southern California, they they really zhuzh up the food courts. Oh, they're glamorous out here. They're very glamorous. Still, you can get sushi, pho, chipotle. You could pay top dollar. Yeah, and uh, and people hang out there. Stone they just oven hang- sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but I just it can't. It still can't entice me. It can't distract from the fact that it's still a mall. 
for I, me. I, I will eat at a food court. <laughs> I will. All right. I love them all. But let's move on. So Sherry Shepard, as I mentioned earlier, she appeared on Watch What Happens Live on Bravo last night. And she was with Ashley Darby from the Potomac Housewives. But of course, Andy had to spill the, the tea on The View. So in case you all are, are unfamiliar, there is I a... am unfamiliar with everything that you said. Oh. Okay, so wait, so who's the first person? Sherry Shepard. So she, she is an actress, a comedic actress, and she was on The View okay. once Star Jones left. You know who Star Jones yes, is? Yes, I know Star Jones. She replaced Star Jones on The View. Got it. Okay. okay. So there's a book, one of my favorite books of the year that dropped. It's named Ladies Who Punch, The Untold Story of The View, oh. where it's like an uh, it's like an expose book. I finished it in two days. It's so good. <laughs> okay. It was so page turny. But so Andy was asking her questions about that. Like there's, there's one instance where Elizabeth Hasselbeck, who was the Republican. Um, co-host she threatened to quit during commercial break and the audio leaked yes I remember that yeah and then Rosie and Whoopi had beef and so here are some of the things that Sherry had to say so she said that she did not read the book uh, Ladies Who Punch because she quote lived it every day from 2007 to 2014 and so um, she said yeah she was she was there so when Andy asked her about Elizabeth's tantrum which was warranted in my opinion because Barbara really did reprimand her and kind of sun her live on air for no reason. Such a Baba Watcher. Yeah, and so Sherry said, quote, when Elizabeth was going to walk off, I was like, boy, y'all white people are something else. You gonna leave a job? (laughs) Right. People will kill for this chair. (laughs) It's just like, I know. And so... deal with anything yeah i mean barbara walters it's kind of like you just you, you swallow it like barbara walters is she totally crazy in the book yeah she's she's a little a little manic a little controlling micromanaging over the co-host okay but yeah isn't she one of the ogs well it's her show she created it and oh, pitched okay. it to so abc there you go. so and uh thoughts on rosie saying Whoopi was mean to her um all sherry had to offer was Whoopi was like an auntie in my head she's hard on you but when she's hard on you, hard on you she expects a lot and then she uh, seems someone who'd be like bitchy but in a good way it depends because rosie said that uh, i gotta tell you off air because uh, <laughs> So Joy Behar, who's one of my personal favorite co-hosts, she uh-huh. was Barbara Walters threatened to fire her in 2006 when reporters asked her if O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell was joining the show and Joy confirmed. It was before ABC had a, a chance to uh-huh. release the press release. And Barbara was so mad she th- threatened to fire Joy and that is where the quote, Joy doesn't know how to keep her damn mouth shut. That's what Sherry told Andy last night. Listen, there are wow. reports Jenny McCarthy didn't have a good time with Barbara because Barbara tried to wear her clothes. It's just like Barbara was trying it's so good. When you all get a chance, it's it's there's a YouTube link. Um if you YouTube watch what happens live, you can see Sherry dish this out uh, from last night's show. All right. Well, that I mean, that was a real lesson for me, Char. Yeah. If we, if we ever have view questions, I will definitely we'll definitely I'm call you. I'm a bit you. of a historian. Okay. I lo- I've been watching that show for for the two decades it's been on, and oh, the messiness and the seediness and the Candace Cameron Bure storming off, and Ooh. it's a it's a mix of personalities, honey. All right. Cool. Well, we have a a, a bona fide view historian on the show here, Char Giselle. <laughs> <laughs> and Allie Johnson are here with you. We have a little more show to get to, so stick around. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Oh, uh, catfishing. I know everyone talks about catfishing. There's a new trend called dog fishing. So we're going to talk about that next. Stick around. Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. 
couple of subjects still to get into before the end of the show. This is Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson, and Jared Hill is out resting his voice, but Char Giselle has been keeping me company today. Thank you for coming back in studio, Char. Thank you for having me. And just a little update to something that you and I, Char, did on Friday. We spoke to a man, a, a gay man, who is the son of one of the female organizers of the Straight Pride Parade in Modesto. You remember we talked, I believe his name is Matthew. Is that right, Ginger Dustin? Matthew? It's no? Matthew or Michael? I think one it was Matthew. Them. Okay. And uh, we talked to him about how his mom was trying to get this thing passed. And, you know, she was working with this other dude named Don, Grun- Don Grundman, who just sounds like <laughs> the an office. 80s villain. Yeah, or somebody <laughs> from The Office. And um, they were trying to get this passed. They were in their city council meetings. They were, yes, it is Matthew. Great. They were in the city council meetings trying to make this happen, and last we talked to Matthew on Friday, he said that they were expecting a decision that day. Well, we have our decision, and Modesto has officially denied the request to hold a so-called straight pride rally at a park. That's a shocking turn of events. Yeah, because he thought it was going to pass. I did too. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There's some good news taking into the rest of the day. Now... Let's go into the dating world, shall we? The dating app world. You, I asked you off the air, you do not do online dating. No. I mean, I used to, but I find that the older that I get, if I do, you know, have an itch to hop on like a Tinder or something, I don't last longer than 24 hours. (laughs) I really don't. And I just was talking to a girlfriend yesterday at lunch. And she met her boyfriend. I'm always fascinated by those stories like, oh, I met my husband in an Uber pool or I met my girlfriend on Tinder because my experience has just and my intention has been, you know, genuine and trying to to find someone. But everything there is just like unsolicited photos, if you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. or uh, and that's after we've exchanged numbers and things or just hyper sexualization of everything. Uh, My wife, I was her first online date. Really? Where'd you? What service? First, first online date ever, uh, with a and first date with a woman ever on OkCupid. Okay. So we are one of the few success stories. But the reason that I ask is because it seems like every time I search about what's going on in the world, there is a new term being used for dating apps: uh, breadcrumbing, ghosting, paper clipping. Now, <laughs> dog fishing is a new one. Uh, so this is the alternative to catfishing, where you're pretending that you're someone you're not. Dog fishing is pretending you have a pet when you don't. Okay, what's the point? Because it is proven by a lot of statistics and research that when you have a profile picture with an animal in it, it increases your chances of getting swipes. Oh, really? Yes. So people will take pictures with adorable dogs holding a... Patrick, somebody who was on our show in the mo- on the mornings back up in the Bay Area, he had a picture with a kitten on his shoulder. He still didn't get any dates out of it, but still, he did it. It was not his cat. He just thought it was a great picture. It that made- cat is cleaning up, though. That cat, that cat is <laughs> cleaning up. It made him up. look less threatening as a man. Exactly. So apparently... Uh, the, the the person who wrote this article said that she has encountered a fair share of dog baiters on dating apps. Uh, most men were upfront in conversation, but few a, a few did slip through the cracks until she pieced together that they actually do not have a dog. Dogs, uh, notably adorable dogs, 
uh, photos of dogs are a ubiquitous aspect of dating. They are convenient icebreakers on apps and on first dates. They add a nugget of personality to a profile. So people see that. decide see to use that. that. Like, oh, tell me about your dog. How'd yep. you get your dog? Is it mm-hmm. a rescue? Is it a blah, blah, blah? And I then, could see how that could be an icebreaker. Yeah. I think a lot of men are intimidated. Like, I, I post good pictures. And I think maybe if I post more relaxed pictures, mm. maybe they'd be... I don't know. With I, your pet I tarantula. Really, I really don't even care, actually, because I'm not on those dating apps. They stress me out. They really do. For <laughs> right. multiple reasons. You well, know? I think if you ever get back on there, we should get a barrage of scary animals for you to take a picture <laughs> with and see what it does. And here's a snake eating itself. Swipe right. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. We are running out of time quickly here on Drop the Subject. Allie Johnson here, and thank you so much, Char Giselle, for joining me again. It's been a pleasure. You can follow Char Giselle uh, at Char Says So, yes. right, on Twitter and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Before we get out of here, a couple things we got to do. Of course, we do have to give you our happy endings, but we first have to reveal the winner of the gayest news headline of the week. And here were the nominees. If you remember on Friday, we revealed four nominees with uh, to you. Do you have everything ready there, Ginger Justin? Yeah, thumbs up? Okay. Headline number one was as follows. Training camp observation. Receiver is wide open for Patriots. Headline number two. Meet the man rescuing battle-weary cats from Syria. Headline number three. The infamous headline that sent me into a tantrum on Friday, water bears from Israeli probe revealed a believed to be on moon. And then headline number four. God damn you. <laughs> no. Headline number four. Trump. <laughs> Trump commutes fraud sentence of kosher meatpacker. I put all of these up on uh, DTS shows uh, Instagram story. If you are not, please follow. Uh, if you're not already, please follow us at DTS show. And the winner after a rigorous voting process was. One training camp observation receiver is wide open for Patriots. Congratulations! The that, Patriots won that was again. Pretty gay. Yeah, it was pretty gay. That was pretty gay. So stay tuned on Friday. We will reveal a whole new set of gay news headline nominees. And now happy endings. Because we live in a humglum kind of world these days, or it can seem that way when you look on the news, or if you look out any screen. Really. So it's important that we take things that might not be so positive and turn them around and turn them into a happy ending. I'll go first. Sure, Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth have separated. That might be really hard for Liam Hemsworth. I believe he said recently, there's no two ways about it, mate. It's really hard or something. I'm I'm, I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) Is that your Australian accent? (laughs) But here's what I have to say to you. You might want to work on that, Allie. (laughs) Shut up. Here's what I have to say to you, Liam Hemsworth. Yes, it might be sad that you're losing your wife, but look on the bright side. Now you can party in the AUS. Huh? Anyone? No? 
Oh, all right. That one failed. Shar, what's your happy ending? So mine isn't really like a negative. It's kind of like an okay thing that I'm turning into a positive. So okay. with this Olive Garden Lifetime Pasta Pass, that's going to be $500. Yes, you will be $500 out of $500. Mm-hmm. And, you know, shortening your, your life expectancy. And ingesting many more calories than you would have before. Yes, all of that will happen. But... On the bright side, life is short anyway, so you might as well live your best life. You might as well have your pasta and eat it, too. And if that includes this $500, you know, lifetime Olive Garden pasta thing, then live your best life. Yeah, and and get some sweatpants or leggings, because your waistline will expand. That's true. And you'll probably make great friends with your waiter. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And the regulars. I feel like a lot of, like... <laughs> Regular Olive Garden people. You know the regular. I feel like a lot of the elderly What's people. What's up, Jet? Yep. All right. G- Ginger Justin, do you have one? I am pleased to announce that there is still nothing noteworthy going on in Modesto. Ah, yes. That is a, that is a nice silver lining. Yeah, shout out, Modesto. Thanks for hanging out. All right. Well, till tomorrow, we will see you then. If you missed anything, please download the podcast at Drop the Subject, wherever you find your podcast. And you can continue listening uh, to Channel Q for all kinds of fun programming. Uh, Let's Go There is up next, I believe, after some tunes. And then Dr. Jen filling in on Loveline tonight. So catch that if you're around. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. On the next, on the next, drop the subject. On the next show, we'll talk about the daily life activities that turn adults into children, like catching foul balls at a baseball game or fighting over a parking space or free pizza in the break room. <laughs> People are just ridiculous sometimes. Hey guys, there's some free expired mayonnaise that's in the kitchen. Uh, it's totally up for grabs. What? Wait, I want some. I want some. Me Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.